we're back for another episode of Well Not Perfect. This week, I'm here again with David Gray, who shares his knowledge of psychedelic medication with us last episode. In this part two, we flip the script and this time David asks me the questions. Our conversation dives into the reality of talking about topics in the age of the internet and social media. We discuss the risks we all take when we share our opinions and how to deal with the naysayers. David's questions encourage me to get vulnerable with my own fears and limitations in a way that I hope many of you can relate to. In today's episode, you will learn how to balance the fear of scrutiny with the desire to be authentic, what to rely on in the face of criticism or backlash, and the role that privilege plays in our ability to talk about topics. Welcome to another episode of Well, Not Perfect. David, thanks for being here again. I know you had some things you wanted to ask me. So what questions do you have for me today? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, as I, you know, come to educate other professionals and to help professionals work uh, alongside with their, their doctors and, and to help therapists to gain a better understanding of this world, when I present to them, there's a couple groups of different individuals, those who see it as taboo and want nothing to do with it, roll their eyes while I'm talking. And I understand they're not ready for the information or it just doesn't fit with their belief system. I don't hold them you know, to that. Then there's the individuals who are willing to speak out, who are willing to come forth and to be um, sharing their active engagement with these medicines or their clients' experiences, which I always appreciate. And then there's the individuals who come up to me afterwards who kind of pull me aside and whisper, you know, I have to try this too, or I, I, I've been <laughs> interested in getting to know more, but I didn't want to uh-huh. raise my hand in front of uh-huh. the group because I don't want to put myself out there. Um, to me, that, that that speaks a lot to what our industry has done to professionals and, and where it makes it difficult to even have these conversations, um, whereas I, I feel completely comfortable talking about it. Not everyone does. So... My question essentially to you would be, you know, as a professional in this field, as you see us on the emergence of a psychedelic revolution, more or less, where do you stand and what does that look like for you as you, you know, move forward professionally in, in helping your clients and just personal perspective? How does that play a role? How, how might individuals in your life react if you were to tell them, yeah, I'm doing ketamine or I've tried psilocybin as a part of a research study. And that's what I'd like to know. Yeah. All right. Well, that is that's a great question. I'd say that when professionals like myself put ourselves out there, like a podcast, you are opening yourself up for scrutiny and the consequences of that feel dire and that may be dramatic, but when you have put in decades and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars into your career and into your profession, you're not gonna do anything that's going to sabotage it. And there is a fear that if you say something or do something wrong, that there are the people out there who want to take you down. And that fear was, I think, not so real in the past, but then now with so many trolls, with so many people who are just out there trying to hurt you because it is a hobby or it is a narcissistic behavior, 
that the threat of that is so high that you don't want to raise your hand and do anything that's going to sabotage you, such as a conference, you know, raising your hand and disclosing that you're interested or disclosing that you've done it before. You don't want the colleagues there who are going to turn around and either report you or not refer to you or gossip in the community about why you're not the right professional there's just a major fear around being honest and then people taking advantage of that honesty and then using it to hurt you. And the podcast is like a really good example of how I have really tried to kind of pull back the curtain and be super real, be super honest about what I think, how I feel, what I'm currently going through. Sometimes I feel like guests have become a therapist to me on air and this, this, these have kind of turned and I've opened up and I do that actually more and more as I get more comfortable with the podcast and I get feedback that me being honest was the most powerful thing in the podcast because the idea is, well, if a therapist feels this way or a businesswoman feels this way, then it must be okay. So I'm trying to use my honesty to validate more, but that process for me to do that with a podcast was very deep work. I had to do a lot of things to mentally prepare and protect myself that I didn't have fear. And luckily I walked away after season one, realizing that nothing bad happened. No one came after me. No one got upset or it didn't damage my business. I hope it helps the business if anything. And So through life experiences, I've learned that being honest, being vulnerable has reaped better rewards in terms of feeling like passionate and feeling validated and feeling like I'm doing something really good with my voice. So that has like kind of made me more confident and more prepared to open up about other things. But because this conversation and the medicine piece is so new and fresh, the fear is high that you're going to get something wrong and people are going to come after and attack you because it is so unfamiliar. It still is uneducated. So I guess my middle path of that to kind of negotiate my protective side with my side that wants to be more radically open My negotiation of that is to have like you on the show and have you educate and inform and get me more comfortable with it. And I believe that even putting it on air with my name and in the podcast is cracking the door open and letting people make assumptions about me or letting people kind of read into does Audrey support it? Does she not? Well, she must because she had a guest on the show and you know, let people kind of play with that, but I wouldn't go on air and say if I had mm-hmm. or will, you know, experience some of these medicines because I'm not there yet. But I'm proud of me and cheating my way to the to that place, and I'm just sitting in my office comfortable and kind of sticking to what I know. So I think that the the people who are whispering to you afterwards, you know, my hope and my wish is that that's the first little nugget of vulnerability that they shared that with you. And they're going to go share that with a client who's talking about it or share it with a partner who might be interested in it. And you're kind of cracking that door open for people 
And that's just the starting point for them to kind of go out and get more open and more honest and talking about that stuff. So I think that everyone has to navigate that in their own way. But the fear I have about just coming out and being like, yes, I do this, or no, I don't do this, or yes, I agree or don't agree. I try not to get too close to my opinion out of self-preservation because I'm not sure I can handle a troll. I'm not sure if someone came after me or blasted me on social about what I had on my show. I'm not sure I have the strength yet to really battle that because I have so much responsibility and almost pressure to make sure that my employees and the clients that they serve are not negatively affected by anything that I do. And if I get blasted on social, the fear is that it will reflect in people accessing mental health at Simply Be mm-hmm. or the employees having clients to make an income. So I've got a lot of pressure. Maybe it's perceived and not real. Maybe it's a little real, but not as big as I'm making it. But there's a lot that I have that I'm concerned about and it holds me back. And so if that is mirrored in some of the people that come up to you and, you know, kind of whisper that I think we're just afraid because there's some nasty people out there and the louder I get, or the more I'm seen on social and speaking and as a business owner and getting highlighted in uh, media, I have had some experiences where someone has tried to hurt me out of nothing else other than, um, anger or resentment and they found a target on me to try to hurt and so that experience this year reinforced my fear that people are going to try to hurt you eventually if you say something or look like a target and I don't want to create a target for anybody yeah. on my back so I'm up against that and I think maybe as older I get I won't care as much but right now, I'm, yeah, just feeling that. No, I, I, I appreciate your, your vulnerability in sharing that. And I very much respect that. But ultimately, I admire your ability in the way that you do share and communicate information, doing a podcast. It's like you said, each individual way that we choose to crack open that door. Mine is getting out there and blatantly speaking in certain regards. I you know, as I'm doing a podcast here with you today, yes, I can be here to do it, but, but to put time and effort and thought and conscious effort into the reflection of how it falls back onto you and then the trickle-down effect it might have on your you know, other colleagues in the field to uh, your employees, the people that work with you, there's a huge responsibility that falls on your shoulders and how much of the world you let see. And I think social media and putting yourself out there in this this modality is much grand, uh, much more grand than one would assume. And I don't think a lot of professionals really recognize the vulnerability that's tied into that. Uh, so I do I do appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking. This holiday season is officially upon us, and what better gift to give than the gift of personal growth? This time of year can be so fulfilling, but can also leave you feeling exhausted with no opportunity for self-care. 
My BU Planner Series is the perfect antidote to all the holiday stress, giving you and your loved ones the space to keep your cup full and grow anytime and anywhere. Through the course of the five 30-day planners, five minutes a day, these planners are designed to set you up for a lifetime journey of growth. Each of the five planners includes pages of insight and skills from my personal and professional experiences and ends with 30 days of space to practice what you've learned. These planners help you build self-awareness, reduce judgment, respond to your environment calmly and confidently, strengthen relationships, and achieve big and small goals. Give the gift that keeps on giving this season. Visit buplanner.com, that's B-E-E-Y-O-U planner.com, and use the code WELLNOTPERFECT at checkout to get 10% off any order. Let's head into this new year with growth, intention, and resilience. I have, you know, like I said earlier, done more and more self-disclosure and trying to reflect so that if anyone's listening, if it makes sense to them and they hear something that I'm saying that they hear in their mind, that that that's the first nugget that they're going to kind of continue to evolve and, and think about. But it's been definitely a process to kind of crack it open and talk about it. And the more I do it, the more I get 99% good feedback. And that 1%, depending on how bad that 1% is, um, hopefully doesn't kind of override the good stuff. But yeah, I think there's a real risk right now in this world of people who can misconstrue one word and completely lose context for what they're doing. You know, you've, you've seen people come into school board meetings and take advantage of the platform of speaking at the podium and then, you know, losing respect and losing communication skills and losing, you know, constructive dialogue to just this belief that, you know, you're so right and you're so, you have so much just points to come after someone so aggressively. So I think there's some a little bit of vicarious trauma across the board, seeing, you know, politicians get attacked, seeing school boards get attacked, seeing police officers get attacked, that it scares me to um, think about someone getting a hold of a message that they didn't agree with me on and seeing how far they would take it. Absolutely. And, and even out of the simplest principle as just envy, right? Like it doesn't have to go any further than you have something that I don't have and one that I can't achieve it. Therefore, I'm going to bring you down to my level. And, you know, without going, you know, in, spinning off in, into the politics of it, I think <laughs> this is a very difficult time to be open and honest without criticism as to be put on one side or the other so that the individual themselves that's doing the criticizing can have a person to point a finger at, to put the blame on, to externalize their issues, and to then justify their own belief system. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not right. It's happened for ages, but more so than any right now in this current time, the, the, the atmosphere of politics and and where we are, it's it's so hard to put yourself out there 
especially in a social media form with instantaneous response as to what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And then to not take that and self-criticize, mm-hmm. to beat yourself up, no matter how strong or confident of a professional you are, we all fall into that pattern of yeah. doing so. And yeah. again, I think it falls back onto what supports do you have? How confident are you in yourself and those supports to move yourself forward, regardless to those trolls, regardless to those individuals that just want to hold you back for no other reason mm-hmm. than to have misery with, you know, yeah. the company. I mean, I think the best thing to do when you're in a situation where you're stretching and you're in a push zone of discomfort, but you're, you know, going for your value system of honesty or truth or advocacy, and you're just going to do the thing, even though it's super scary, is to make sure that when you go and do that, that in that season of life that you feel loved and that you feel supported because the times where I have stretched and put myself out there, for example, speaking to a school district of teachers or of parents where I live or where my kids go to school. So I'm putting myself out there in front of hundreds of parents who are my neighbors and who are my kids' teachers or is the superintendent or is the principal. And I'm going to say things that rock the boat a little bit on purpose just to kind of shake them up and get them thinking about what a 4.0 GPA means. You know, that's great. And what's the mental health consequence of a certain student who has a 4.0 but really shouldn't have a 4.0. Um, or things like that, just to kind of challenge them to not see one thing is always good, that there's a mixture of goods and bads with anything. And we have to be conscious of that. And if I put myself out there, you know, I have to know that like, I go home to a partner who loves me. I go home to children who respect me. I have friends who I can call if it bombs and goes terrible. And they're going to tell me what I need to hear, good or bad to support me and love me. I'm going to do that speech when I have the supports around me. I'm probably not going to do that speech if my partner and I are rocky. If my kids are going through something where they are struggling and I don't feel like a good mom or I don't feel like I'm going to be received really well by them in that time period. Like I may not do that speech because if I don't feel loved, then I can't go be vulnerable and then go home and not feel loved. That that's just the biggest, I think the biggest mistake that I could make. And so when I think about these times where I've really screwed up or not screwed up, someone's trying to, you know, hurt me is that I've had friends that I've called who I haven't talked to in two years, but I know that that friend knows a part of me that started two years ago and they'll remind me why I started in the first place. I have friends that saw a vulnerable side of me at a retreat center and I talk to them once a year and I can call them and they can remind me. So I have to feel loved. I have to feel supported. And I have to feel like even my team here is good. If my team here isn't good, then I'm not comfortable stretching my risk of what I say, because I don't know if my team is going to back me up because they're feeling uncomfortable or unsteady in the business. So like, I've got to make sure my home base is like really stable so that I can go make a mistake or get perceived as making an error and come back to a family who will like embrace me and, and not further the damage, you know, that I'm already feeling. Cause I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're very, you're a highly successful woman. 
in in our society, I can only imagine how hard you have to be on yourself in order to compete or in order to feel equal. And I respect and admire that greatly. Thank you. Thank you. There's an interesting um, dynamic, I believe, where it's, you know, be authentic, but don't look too authentic that it looks fake or don't look like you have it all together so much that's not relatable. You know, there's, there's so much messaging that you get about how to live your life. And it's really challenging to, you know, notice those messages and notice those conversations that you can hear on the playground. You can hear them on podcasts. You can hear them with girlfriends. You can hear them with your hairdresser. You can hear all these messages about what other women are doing that make them look phony or make them look, make them look too relatable. So it must be fake. And you can just hear the, right. the gossiping noise. And then it's hard to not be like, oh my gosh. So what does that mean about me and my community? What do people think? What are the perceptions? So all that noise, I think, is a challenge when you're trying to be successful, meaning like successful in a sense that you have to be the face of your business. You have to be the face of the brand. You have to be the author of the book. You know, that's what you have to do. And so the, the kind of semi-permeable boundary that I put around myself is I let messages come in that I respect, but I don't let the messages in that I don't respect. So I, I talk to my clients and myself about this like semi-permeable boundary, you know, how that works with cells is some things come in, but not all things come in. I have to defend myself against certain things. So there's a way to let the noise bounce off. There's a, there's a way to let feedback come in and picking and choosing what you're going to listen to because in one day you could get two completely different opinions on what should be done or how you should handle something and listening to everything is dangerous. You know, as we're talking here, right, I'm trying to reflect on like what allows me to put myself out there and, and, and talk and, and communicate as authentically as I want. And I can't help but to reflect on white male privilege, right? Like as, as I go through things and as, as I establish my own business and as I continue to promote my education and to educate others, I can't help but to think a part of that is reliant upon the fact that I do have white male privilege and that when I'm confident or comfortable in being confident in what I say without questioning it, some of that falls back onto that privilege. And it's something that, you know, as actually, as we're talking about right now, I'm starting to reflect on as not necessarily something that I don't like about myself, but something that I don't like about the society in which nature, the nature of uh, knowledge and the politics and knowledge are governed and how it is that we can't be comfortable sharing information that we find sacred to ourselves without the scrutiny of other individuals, dependent on our color of our skin or you know the, our gender or whatever qualifiers or identifiers that make us vulnerable to other populations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the acknowledgement of privilege is something that I have been doing every morning as I'm working on my gratitude list. I'm working on my gratitude list and then acknowledging that that list of gratitude is based a lot in privilege and to appreciate that and also use that in my work so that I don't take advantage of it and I don't misrepresent 
a way that looks like, oh, this is easy for me just because. No, it's probably easy for me because I am a white female, um, even being tall. There's statistics that the, your height is correlated to success. Like how many CEOs, male CEOs who are white and also over six feet tall is extraordinary. So there's just these, these little things where we have to look at what that privilege is that may be very subtle. You know, is it height? Is it skin color? Is it your accent? You know, because if I'm talking to someone who sounds like they're from Chicago versus sounds like they are from, you know, Midwest, South or whatever, do I have, because I, because I have more correlation to capitalism in Chicago, do I assume that that person's worth more than someone who is from a less capital country or less capital county? So there's a lot of things and I'm rambling a little bit, but there's a lot of things that like, we don't even acknowledge as privilege that Mm -hmm. is privilege. And I think that's really important. Yeah. All right. This was fun. Yeah, Thanks was. for I coming really enjoyed on. It. I, first podcast ever, so I really appreciate you, you helping me to Good. reach into that world. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for being here. And this is another episode of Well, Not Perfect. Thank you for listening to season two. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting the subscribe button and consider leaving me a review. And for more information on all things podcast, Check us out at Instagram, well, not perfect, and DM us any questions you have and content that you'd love to see this season. See you next week.